You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. You know that I feel like it's important to express yourself. You got to put your true self out there. And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do that. That's right. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know it doesn't get any more comfortable than the Croc clogs and sandals. They are just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit Crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. There's power in every purchase. Because every time we buy a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. And y'all know I love my lip bar products. That's just one, to name a few. There is a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love. Not just during Black History Month. But all year long. That's right, y'all. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. What's up, hot mama? What's up, baby daddy? I have a very dynamic confession today. Oh, oh. let me yes. find out in season five, the sound bites are taking on a whole nother level you ready for the sound bite all right i'm ready i'm nervous sound bite <laughs> okay i have officially figured out marriage what okay this this sounds like it's gonna be juicy today since you figured it all out figured it out so is it after this 10 years you figured it out hmm we'll see well after uh, reaching the 10-year mark, I feel like catering to you has taken on a different meaning. Need a little revamping, if you will. I like that. I like that. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we mm -hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take pillow talk to a whole new level. 
Deadass starts right now. All right, baby, we got an interesting story time today. Hit All right, story time. It don't go back that far because mm-hmm. I think for the first four seasons, we spent a lot of time reflecting on early parts of our marriage. Yes. So I want to talk about something that happened a little bit more recent, and it happened at the top of the year. Actually, the end of 2020, literally going into 2021. Uh-huh. I think, Kadeen, I, I think I know where he's going with this, y'all. Yes, Kadeen and I were sitting in your parents' home in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And we were getting ready for the new year, mm-hmm. and it was about 7 p.m., and the ball was going to drop late that night. And it was one of those times where, as a couple, you like, let's just talk. Like, it's going into 2021. How can we be better? Mm-hmm. So I asked you a question. I said, babe, when you wake up in the morning, what do you think about doing for me that can make my life better? Mm-hmm. And do you remember what you said? I remember there being silence. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wait a second. Let me really take a second and think about this. And I was like, you specifically? Yes, me specifically. No one else but me. And I was like, well, damn. Mm -hmm. Let me think about that. You know how I came up with that question? How? Because I had to sit back and ask myself, what do I wake up in the morning thinking, I can can make my wife's life better by doing this? Mm-hmm. And I really couldn't think about what I do consistently every single day. And it was at that moment, I feel like I figured out what marriage was all about. Mm. All right, now taking it back to the beginning, huh? Yes. Let me cater to you. Go ahead, baby. Because, baby, this is your day every day. Do anything for my man. Baby, you blow me away. Get the note. Get the note. Come I on. got your slippers. Show my slippers. I got, got your slippers because we home. Your dinner, your dessert. You always got dessert. Mm-hmm. And so much more. You know I like that Anything cake. Anything you want, let me cater to you. Oh, that's my song. So I want to take it back to story time, right? Yeah. Remember when I said in the beginning that I feel like I figured out marriage? Mm-hmm. I literally think I figured it out. Okay. It got to the point in our marriage, or even over the past 10 years, even as we were working through it, going through the vow renewal, because last year was a big revelation year for, I think, everyone, 2020, vision is clear, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just so happened to be our 10-year wedding renewal, uh, vow renewal, and we were focusing on trying to be better spouses. Right. And I I was just like, yo, we spend so much time as people Mm -hmm. making lists for what we want our spouses to be, Mm -hmm. right? We got so many lists, and it got to be this, got to do this, got to meet us at our worth, got to mm-hmm. be able to do this, got to do that. But no one really spends time on, on thinking about how to serve as a spouse. Mm. Service. Service. And I'm not talking about the, the cliche, generic mm-hmm. terms as far as, well, I'm, I'm a man, I provide. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I make right. you feel safe. I'm talking about really providing services daily mm-hmm. to the person that you choose to be you know, the love of your life and your spouse for the rest of your life. Because what I realized is that once you choose to be married, because marriage is a choice, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a lifestyle choice. It's not something that is for everyone. Right. It's not something that's guaranteed for everyone. But once you decide that you want to be a spouse, you have chosen a life of servitude mm-hmm. to your spouse. Not a life of get a <laughs> if you will. get a <laughs> Right. 
Right. No, because I think it's fair to say, and in having this conversation, just even talking about this episode with um, our producer, Tribble, mm -hmm. she talked about people coming into uh, a relationship. Are you complete or are you not? Or are you looking for completion in a spouse? Mm -hmm. You know, and if you're coming looking for what you can gain from a potential spouse or from a relationship, then I think that's almost setting yourself up for failure. You mean sense. you mean looking for someone to make you complete? Exactly. Uh, looking for that self-completion in someone else. It's like, oh, I have all of these things I bring to the table, but there are certain things that I'm going to need to complete me or to make me happy. Mm -hmm. And that's then finding happiness in someone else or finding that completion in someone else then I think is a setup for failure. Well, it's, True or false? No, no, no. I, I agree with you. I think I think it is a setup for failure because I think the way that we view marriage now has, has become very, very selfish. Mm -hmm. You know, you get married to, like you said, I get married to find someone who completes me. Mm-hmm. I get married to someone who meets me at my worth. Mm -hmm. I get married for someone who checks all of these boxes of the things that I need in my life as opposed to I'm getting married so that I can be of service to someone. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like I honestly feel that in the last year, I've realized how important it is for me to be of service as a husband. Right. And not in the traditional sense, but even in the, the micro sense, like... My wife is having a rough day. I got to find a way to put a smile on her face. Small thing like mm -hmm. that. Or my wife has a, she has something to do for work today. She has a Zoom. She's going to be on Zoom all day. Let me make sure I get up and I prepare breakfast this morning. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Those small details right. that when you get into life, you start to gloss over. Right. Or they, t they can tend to add up and, and then it builds frustration and it kind of mounts into this like little nitpicky things that then become a big thing. You know what I mean? Well, you, I'm glad that you was amplified up. for a lot of people in the pandemic. I oh, feel absolutely. Like it's fair to absolutely. Say things that you might have glossed over you, because, you know, you're hustling, you're bustling, you're here and there. But the pandemic keeping everything still, it really just allowed for small things, I think, to fester and then to be Hell recognized yeah. and then to bubble over and then disaster. Bro, I wonder what the divorce and separation rate looked like after the pandemic. Well, it, it, everything went up during the pandemic be, well, for a, a number of reasons. It wasn't just being in a house. Also, mm -hmm. people lost jobs. That's a fact. So if you think about the simple fact that, you know, when you lose your livelihood mm -hmm. and you're and you go into survival mode, mm -hmm. everything is heightened now. So your, your stresses are heightened. Absolutely. And on top of that, you're forced to be in the house with this person. So now you're in survival mode. You're, you're, it's almost like the opposite of a honeymoon. Because mm -hmm. you know, the, the honeymoon is that moment where everything is bliss. Mm -hmm. You know, the wedding is done. You've probably, you know, if you had a, a, a nice wedding, Mm -hmm. And you have some people who are supportive of you. They give you gifts at your wedding. Mm -hmm. Everybody don't give gifts at a wedding. But <laughs> if you had a good wedding, some people bought gifts. Maybe you have some money in your pocket now so you can go on a honeymoon. You go to paradise. Mm -hmm. You spend 10, maybe 14 days yeah, online in paradise yeah. with some mm -hmm. money in your pocket. And people think that that's why it's called the honeymoon phase. That is the most blissful you're ever going to be in your marriage. Because the minute you get back, that's when things typically... Real life right, you know, Reality comes in, right? Right. So... The pandemic was the opposite. Mm -hmm. You took money away mm -hmm. and there was no bliss. Nope. You literally were stuck in the house. Mm -hmm. And if you have kids, you know kids are like locusts. That's They'll the suck up everything out of, <laughs> out of your life. That's a whole other layer <laughs> when I, and, of and the frustration. Thing is, they, they're supposed to do that. They right. didn't ask to be here. You're That's their parents. Fact. So, you know, mm -hmm. you have to provide them with the things that they need. So they take a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. But um, if you think about marriage, right, how many marriages start with a, this is the person that I love. And they check all the boxes. And then, as you said, the nitpicky things, they, they don't do this. They don't do that. 
your first instinct as someone is nitpicking on your spouse is if they're not going to do this and I'm not going to do it. Mm. You know Tip what I'm saying? Tip for chat. Oh, yep. oh, you don't want to put the toothpaste cap right. back on the toothpaste? Mm-hmm. Copy. And then I feel like Copy. it becomes a, a battle of whose life sucks more. You know what I mean? Absolutely. 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 At that point, because it's just like, oh, you're not going to? Well, I'm not going to. And I'm not right. going. And then it becomes that. Whereas nobody's pouring into each other. Yeah, I, I don't there. like that. We, we, we've had those contests where yeah. it's just like, you don't oh want to put God, the cap on the toothpaste. <laughs> I'm not putting the toilet seat down. Period. Falling in. Wet ass. Put wet, not dead ass. Wet, wet ass. ass. That's what go. happens. That's what happens. <laughs> A whole new meaning to not wop, but <laughs> oh, wop. Wet, wet ass booty. <laughs> wet ass ass. <laughs> no, but but I, I, I see what you mean there as far as. The tip for tack starts, mm-hmm. and then you start to pull away. Mm-hmm. And then as you start to pull away, that wedge grows in between you and your spouse. Oh, yeah. And then that becomes traditionally what, ma- oh, this is what marriage is. Mm-hmm. Marriage is when you get to this point where y'all don't even talk anymore, and you're like ships passing in the night. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you hear people say, well, I have to find my myself first. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I feel like I figured out marriage Mm -hmm. because like triple said if you're able to find yourself first when you go into a marriage Mm -hmm. and you're complete right Mm -hmm. and now that i'm i'm a complete person i know what i can give Mm -hmm. so i can serve Mm -hmm. my wife but here's the issue with that serving your wife most dudes that go in saying i'm gonna serve my wife people call them a simp most women who talk about serving my husband people say they're submissive Mm -hmm. and both of those words have a negative connotation. Simp and submissive. Simp and submissive, which, you know what I'm saying, in this generation, no one want, everybody wants to be a boss or a bad bitch mm-hmm. or an alpha male. Mm-hmm. So if I, in order for me to be an uh, alpha male, you know what I'm saying, I can't serve my wife. Right. You know what I'm saying? I got I to, you know, if I'm an alpha male, I got to tell her what to do and get what I need from her. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing for women. If right. I'm a boss bitch, I'm I not submissive. I think we've both been called that in our time. I've been called submissive yeah. by, you know, people yeah. in, in our circle and Absolutely. you get called a simp all the time all the time His, <laughs> and we're happy submitting this is, and simping this is the so. crazy part though and this is the truth right i can say one thing or do something for you and i'll be called a simp mm-hmm. right i'll say something else and then i'll be called narcissistic mm-hmm. and an enomaniac mm-hmm. and it makes me wonder right how can so many people see two polar opposites right from well the they're same triggered person? by their own Absolutely. Their own past experiences. Absolutely. So they're going to see what they're going to see based on their, where they've been and, and how travel they are. Um, right. And, it's, and the thing is, it's not just me. You get the same thing. If yeah. you do something for me, if you drop it, they're like, oh, she's so submissive. I could never do that. I would never blah, 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 blah. Right. But then if you're out there talking and you're saying your opinion, so many guys will be like, how would you let your wife talk to you like that? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I realized that in, in marriage... When you're so focused on not even serving your wife, but serving the audience that's watching your marriage. That's a fact. Now you lost. Now you got too many people you know to serve. Saying? Now, you, now right? you're trying to serve people. You're right. trying to serve people who really don't matter. Exactly. And, and that's what happens. Well, you know, it's funny. When you think about the completion and coming to a relationship complete, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take it to a quick word. Okay. Take it to a word. Take it to a quick take word. Take it to a word. All right take now. It to the word. Because let me tell you, uh, Pastor Tribbs. Was uh, <laughs> Pastor Tribbs? She came in with Pastor Tribbs, dropping okay. some words, okay, um, from T.G. Jakes, saying okay. that God feeds for fuel those that serve. 
I give seed to the sower, right? Mm-hmm. So pretty much if you have an abundance of things, this is actually first Corinthians and I'm quoting this because it just makes sense for the conversation. Mm-hmm. Second Sorry. Second Corinthians yeah. nine, 10. I grew up. In you have church. an abundance, right? Mm-hmm. Of something, yes. whatever it is, an abundance of your gift. And then now, because you have an abundance of that to give, because you're supposed to give and you're supposed yes. to serve, yes. it's just going to keep coming. Absolutely. So think about that in terms of a relationship. If you're coming complete and you're coming with the mindset that you want to serve and to give to your spouse or your significant other, mm-hmm. then there's just going to be more of that coming. Absolutely. So think about two people coming, wanting to serve. Mm-hmm. And the abundance that will come from that together. Hold on, let me just ask a question. Where is it coming from, though? Because that's what people are going to ask. What if, what if you're not a believer in God? What we, if you believe oh, in yeah. the universe? Like, but, what if you, what if you don't believe in anything? Yeah, like, right. If, if you're constantly giving to someone, mm-hmm. where does that energy come from to continue to give to someone? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be with God. It can just, it, it's going to have to be a, a, a within thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's going to have to be you finding that happiness within however you choose to find it some people just choose to find it through Uh, the word of god some people choose to find it through their own affirmations or their own accolades for example so that's something that has to be internal regardless you can't come expecting or be out there searching for somebody that's going to give that to you off the bat does that make sense no it makes sense because um we you and i talk about spirituality all the time Mm -hmm. and i hope i grew up baptist Mm -hmm. grew up in a church grew up you know, quoting scriptures and things of that nature. But I do wholeheartedly believe that God exists in all of us, mm-hmm. right? And in order for you to find your best version of yourself, you have to learn to look within, mm-hmm. right? You can't look without. Like I said, you're trying to please too many gods. You're trying to please all these audiences of people. Right. You have to look within, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, to ultimately fill your own cup. Absolutely. Right? Also, growing up in the church, I, I do practice this, and I've seen it work in my life. When we when I first retired from the NFL and you you came back to to Mich- to Brooklyn to work with me, mm-hmm. we didn't have a lot. Mm-hmm. But every time we did get something, we gave. That's a fact. And I've always said to you, and you used to ask me sometimes, just like, bro, like you would get a little bit of money, but then you looking to give it to someone else. And I always mm-hmm. felt like God always gave me in an abundance so that I could could then give to others, give to other right. people, right? And that's literally been our lives. That's been like I all of this that we have here is. Is only given to us so that we can give to other people. That's Absolutely. why I feel committed to serve to people. Exactly. But I've never t- taken that stance with my marriage until recently. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And part of the reason why I never felt like I had enough to give because I wasn't focused on giving. Right. So it's not that you were in a deficit. It's just no. that you weren't focused on giving to me per se. And here's my thing. If I'm not focused on giving to you as my, my wife. There's nothing, for, no one can give to me to give to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like the hand that's closed. If this hand is closed, you know what I'm saying, because you're so worried about losing what's in it, you also can't receive anything. Mm-hmm. You're not able to receive anything until you open the hand to give, and then you can receive mm-hmm. more in abundance. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's the same thing with your spouse. Right. Like, if I'm focused on giving to my spouse, that's the only way I can receive mm-hmm. from my spouse or from anywhere else to give to my spouse is if I'm focused on... Right. On giving, but in marriage in this day and age, we never focus on giving. How many marriage counselors or even people speaking about marriage mm-hmm. or being married ever say, I want you to focus on giving to your spouse? All I ever hear is creating a list of what you want, mm-hmm. get what you want, and don't, don't, uh, don't be uh, complacent. You right. know what I'm saying? Don't settle. All I hear from people is don't settle. Mm-hmm. Get what you want. Know what you want. Right. Know or hearing, does he check the boxes? Does, does she check does the she, boxes? Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. never hear people nowadays saying, 
Be in a position where you want to serve somebody. You know mm-hmm. why? Because it don't sound sexy. It don't sexy. sound good. It don't sound good. <laughs> right. How you how you tell an alpha male right. be in a position to serve, to serve a woman? serve your wife. Yeah. How you tell a boss bitch, quote mm-hmm. unquote, and, and even, even saying the word boss bitch, the fact that a woman in her greatest accomplishment have to be called a bitch. Mm-hmm. So how do you tell a boss mm-hmm. be in a position to serve your husband? That's the right. first thing they're going to do is be like, no. Right. No. Right. But I honestly feel like that has made my well, I relationship know the black better. community too there's been like a, a we're conditioned to feel like that in terms of relationships like oh men have to be alpha men and they can't show emotion so they have to then just be like you know very 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 surface with things very hard well, I mean, very yeah, absolutely and then with women too it's just like we've been oppressed for so long that it's just like okay well now that you have all your ducks in a row and you're you're that boss you know what i mean don't well, settle for anything less than that let me add context to that a little bit because i remember my grandmother saying this to me mm-hmm was that with my grandfather, right? My grandfather never ate on a paper plate. He got utensils. She used to make his plate Mm -hmm. because growing up when they grew up in Jim Crow South, the only time a black man felt like a man, Mm -hmm. not a boy, Mm -hmm. was when he was in his own home. Mm -hmm. And it was her responsibility as his wife to make him feel like a man. So for for men, it was like outside is so oppressive. Mm -hmm. That when I come in my house, I can't. You want comfort. I want comfort. Warmth. I don't want to. Be, I don't want to be oppressed in my own home. I want to feel like a man. Mm-hmm. But then you think about the oppressive nature of that aspect in the home mm-hmm. for a woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You mean the being home, being ready, home, to, ready to serve your husband, to serve a your hot husband, meal, and, and then is that being reciprocated? Right. So for black men in particular, being oppressed outside, mm-hmm. black women also being oppressed outside because black women also had to work. Of course. But then you're oppressed outside being a black woman. Then you come in home mm-hmm. and you're oppressed at home. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I can understand now why black women are like, yo, this is my time. I'm not sitting back to be submissive to someone who is not going to pour into me the same way. Exactly. And I feel like it's, a, like you said, the hand being closed or the hand being open. If you're getting that, you'd be more inclined to give. It's when things become one-sided. That's right. the issue. And that's where resentment builds. Because I know you've had some moments where you felt like you were giving and giving to me and you weren't receiving in the in the same context. You yes, know what absolutely. I mean? absolutely. Or the things that I thought that I was doing to give to you were things that I thought you needed, but weren't necessarily things that you needed in that moment or appreciated in that moment. Not because you were being unappreciative, but just because you maybe felt like it wasn't no, you're absolutely driven right. by, by me looking for your specific needs. It was me doing the things I thought you needed. See, but but this is where you're right. And this is where the this was my fault, right? I was focusing on the things that you were not giving me at the time, mm. as opposed to focusing on giving. Okay. So if I'm only focusing on you give me 80% of everything and I'm only focused on 20% of what you don't give me, all I'm focusing on is what you're not giving me and then I'm taking away mm-hmm. parts of what I'm already wanting to give because right. I, I don't want to feel like I'm giving more. Right. But I, And then well, you take things back. Hold on one second. Then you yeah. take things back. If I would have just focused on what you were giving me mm-hmm. and continued to pour mm-hmm. into you, it mm-hmm. would have given you more of a need or want to pour more into me. Got As you. opposed to me focusing and nitpicking on the th- small things that I wasn't getting. You see what I'm saying? No, I see what you're saying for sure. And it, that's what made me kind of feel away sometimes because I was like, man, I feel like I'm doing so many things for you or to help you or to try to make your life easier. Mm-hmm. But they, that might not have been what you needed in that moment or it right. might not have been of what you wanted in that moment. So it wasn't received as such. It wasn't received as, wow, right. you know, Kadeen is doing all of these things. So when I used to list to you like, well, I do this and I do that, you're just mm-hmm. like, but that's not what I asked for that's not what I needed in that moment Mm. so it kind of makes me wonder where 
something like that or a situation like that falls with someone trying to give and then not well, feeling and still so, feeling taken for granted. So this, this, and that's a great question. Here's why. When you're focused on giving, right? Part of giving is listening. Mm-hmm. So if your partner is telling you the things that they need mm-hmm. and you're focused on giving your Perfect. partner yep. the things they that's need, then you have to listen first right. as opposed to saying, I just want to give them this. Mm-hmm. You're really not giving them what they need. You're giving them what you want to give them. Right. Or you think they might need. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. That's not, that's not giving. Yeah. That's not giving. That's yeah. actually, actually very, very selfish. Is that idle service? I guess that is idle service. Yeah. And it's selfish. It's yeah. selfish for me to be like, I know what you need mm-hmm. as your spouse and mm-hmm. take this and be grateful and be appreciative as opposed yeah. to listening to what you're saying yeah. and saying, you know what, let me listen to what case that's true because i think there's, you know a, there's a laziness that comes with that almost too you know and i'll admit that like i was like okay devout's asking for you know red velvet pancakes and i'm just gonna make regular ass eggo waffles and be like well you ate breakfast this morning <laughs> right. so why are you why right. are you complaining right. like you right. ate right? right absolutely my job here was to feed you this morning and it's like man you could have made a little extra effort to make the red velvet pancakes Abs- but you absolutely. just used the frozen eggo waffles you know what i mean and i came to the point where i was just like you know what he deserves red velvet pancakes at this point you know what i mean so I have a little blurb here, you know, because I love my blurbs, yeah, you know, and I have to, I have, you know, I like to do a little. So in every culture, <laughs> <laughs> there is a belief that being in service to others is the key to happiness and favor, which mm-hmm. I think is super interesting because I don't know if that's a key or if it's in every culture, I should say, but it definitely makes sense. Yes. Right. Yes. We learn early on that it's better to give than it is to receive. Absolutely. But what does that really mean? Right. We're all born with gifts, special things about us that are somewhat unexplainable and given to us completely for free, which I also thought was interesting. Yeah. Talents and skills Mm -hmm. and all that. So these gifts may take the form of a talent or a skill, but sometimes our gifts are things like simply being able to relate to people very different from ourselves. Mm -hmm. Whatever they are, our gifts help us to live with a purpose. Right. And living with purpose means using our freely given gifts to freely give to others and to serve. Yes. So what do you think about service as it relates to purpose? And maybe just even your purpose within a relationship too, we can bring it back there. But okay. how does it relate to purpose? Because I know how it can relate to purpose in terms of like what you want to do with your life or your legacy. But like how does it relate to your purpose within a marriage too? Well, I think I think it's important for people to understand that everyone's purpose is not to be married. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, it's a condition. You know, it's, it's it's a social conditioning. People think that you're only successful if you get married, based on what we've been conditioned to think. Absolutely. But marriage is a choice. It is a choice that people decide whether right. you want to be married mm-hmm. or not. So part of your purpose is figuring out: Do I want to be married? Absolutely. And then once you decide, like, you know what? Marriage is a lifestyle that I think I want to do. Marriage is a lifestyle that fits my purpose. I think part of that has to stay at the forefront of your mind when you have a spouse that this is the person that you chose to be your life partner for the rest of your life. So with all of your gifts and all of your talents, talents, part of those gifts and talents have to get poured into your spouse. They can't always become... The, the, on the back burner mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying well I got all these other things I want to do with my life and then when I get around to it I get around to my spouse mm-hmm. no 
Right. And shout out to the people who know that they don't want to do that. Right. (laughs) Because I feel like our generation is one of the first to be like, you know what? I I see a lot of people who don't aspire to be married. Like I was recently asked about like, you know, what I do and and like, you know, how that's helpful to women, for example, just for Women's History Month. And I'm just like, you know, I'm hoping that with my content, for example, living in my purpose when it relates to my career, my profession, I'm speaking about being a wife and a mom and a career woman and being all these things because that's what makes me happy. But it's okay when you don't choose those and things. And you don't want to do it. And you can still be happy. And that's not the measure of success. Right. So I think knowing that early on is always a great thing. And I, I applaud people who know that, that that this is just may not be the life choice for you. Because yeah. you don't care to serve anybody. No. Ever. <laughs> but yourself. No. You know what I mean? And, Same and, thing with children. People who decide they don't want to have children. Right. I mean, marriage, having children, those things are, to me, it's, it's a choice like being vegan. Right? Like, okay, you vegan. Does that make you better than me? No. You, I, I eat meat. Does that mean that I'm better than you? No. It's just a life choice based on my chemistry, my makeup. It makes me feel better to be this way. Mm-hmm. So with marriage, it's like based on my lifestyle, mm-hmm. marriage, I feel better being this way. And here's another thing. If you're not someone who's dedicated to serve other mm-hmm. people, that's fine too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe maybe your dedication to service is to exist in your life the way you see fit so that you can be an example to someone else. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? For humanity's purpose, it would be great if everyone served, but serving doesn't look the same to everybody the same way. Yeah. Your ideas of service are not the same as my ideas of service. It's not the same as someone else's ideas of service. Mm-hmm. So what we also have to stop doing is saying, this person needs to serve me this way mm-hmm. in order for me to feel good. One thing I will say about marriage, if you trust yourself and you trust your ability, if you, if you believe in your heart that I pick good people, right, and you pick your spouse, you have to trust that that person is going to figure out how to serve you the best way possible mm. rather than dictating to them how they should be how serving How they should be you. serving, yeah. That's, that's not going to work. Right. You know, I love you, Kay. I, lo- I know you love me. At night, I go to sleep saying... And this is how you and I have not, we haven't had arguments. I, and this is one thing I'll Shout say. Shout out publicly, to us, y'all. We've been in a very good space lately. A very good space very since, good space. I think since it was about November. Yeah. About Since about November, mm-hmm. we've been in a very, very good space where yeah. we haven't had arguments. Everything has been discussions. Mm-hmm. And I think a large part of that is I, I go to sleep at night not saying, you know, if she don't, if she don't get this right, then I'm, I'm, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. I go to sleep saying... It's my baby. She'll figure it out. And I have been figuring it out. You have. Guys, I've been figuring it out. And I've been figuring it out too. Like I've been. Well, you know what I've been doing differently? What's that? I've been going back to something that I employed very early on in our marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, And we talk about the honeymoon phase. I feel like Mm -hmm. that's kind of where I'm trying to get us back to. That was a good phase. You know what I mean? You showed a lot of talents and gifts during the honeymoon phase. I did. A lot of talents and gifts. And I ended up with a whole ass honeymoon baby. <laughs> yes. So, I don't know. However, that being said, I went back to thinking about like the cater to you mentality. Like how can I really work to make DeVal's day better? So where the conversations at the end of the night used to go, all right, babe, what you got tomorrow? Because everyone knows our schedule is crazy hectic. Mm-hmm. We're always here, there, and everywhere. So mm-hmm. the schedule is different from day to day. Mm-hmm. But what do you have going on tomorrow? Okay, great. Now it's not just, okay, DeVal has all that going on, so here's what I got to do. It's DeVal has all that going on. How can I then filter in things that he may need throughout the day to make his day flow smoother? 
I and see that, and it's been. I think it's been. It's been. It's pretty been, pretty decent. And you've been very deliberate with asking me. Yes. And I've been I've been better in the past. When you asked me, I used to, and this is a fault that I know a lot of men do. You'll ask me what I need, and the first thing I'll be is like, "I'm oh, good, I got it." Right. Mm-hmm. Knowing that I need something, yeah, I'll be like, "Don't worry about it, I got it." Right. And, and you and still then, do that to me now. You'd be like, don't worry about it. And I'm like, no, you don't got it. That's what I was saying. What do you need? That's what I was saying. Like, you've been very <laughs> deliberate with making yes. sure that I give you an answer. I'm happy you said deliberate so because, that, guys, my word for 2021 is deliberate. <laughs> That's your word? That's my word. Deliberate? Like, yeah, it's just a word. Like, I'm just trying to be way more deliberate with how That's I show up, up in up. various aspects of my life, whether it's career, whether it's That's what's up parenting you know we should have a whole episode on what's your word for 2021 i like that i like that that's, that's not a that's maybe not i'll a do that with my girls I'll, I'll get some girls together and we're going to talk about our like words that because that's been like a discussion in my group chats well check this out before before we go to break we mm-hmm. got listener letters right yeah there are 10 principles of servant leadership right Right. I did not look at this because, as you guys know, I don't look at the rundown. Right? I don't. Just, <laughs> Tribble be mad this is at me. Some great Tribble! stuff. Tribble be oh, mad this, at me all the time. But um, <laughs> Kay looks at the rundown. I, I don't do. do that. But I'm looking at the ten principles of servant leadership. You right. know what number one is on the list? Well, tell them what servant leadership is first. It focuses primarily on the growth and well-being of people and the communities to mm-hmm. which they belong. Right. Yes. There you go. Perfect. So I didn't read that. So <laughs> that's this is why Kay is important. Um. <laughs> Had to bring us back on track. The first thing that's on this list is what? Listening. Listening. Didn't I say that? You did say in that. Order, in order to serve, the first thing you have to do is yes. listen, right? So we have listening, empathy. Understanding where the other is coming from. Absolutely. Putting someone in the other shoe. Putting absolutely. yourself in someone else's shoes, yes. Healing. Yes. Healing. Yes. Awareness. Mm-hmm. Awareness. Persuasion. That's an interesting one. Persuasion. Hmm, okay. that's, that's an interesting one. Conceptualizing. Mm-hmm. That's well, conceptually conceptualizing and foresight. I love those two. Yeah, together. those two together. Stewardship, work, mm-hmm. willing to put in the work right. and learn. Serving. Commitment to the growth of people. Mm-hmm. Commitment to the growth of people and or building your community. Oh, right. your spouse and building community. I think that this is all important because if you take these principles, right, mm-hmm. that you apply to community mm-hmm. building, mm-hmm. right? Why shouldn't you apply those to marriage building? Fact. The same exact principles. Fact. Listen, have empathy for your partner. Mm-hmm. Work on healing with them. Be aware right. of what they're going through. Now, persuasion to me was the one that I felt like was a little bit was like yeah, it's just persuasion. like persuasion in what sense? I'm, I'm guessing persuasion is as far as trying to teach them or, or trying to introduce to them your perspective so they can see things the way you see things. So getting getting a level of understanding, maybe yes. gaining a level of understanding through that. And I think versus... it's Im- important because it's the yin and the yang. Yeah. If you're going to have empathy, mm-hmm. you also have to be able to persuade. Right. So empathy means that I'm understanding where you're coming from, but mm-hmm. being able to articulate to someone where you're coming from, persuade right. them to yeah. see your vision. Or it doesn't mean that. Yeah. It doesn't mean you have to agree, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know what? I can persuade you to see where I'm coming from. At least you could understand my perspective. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's when I was thinking about persuasion, how it feels. But I like that. conceptualizing together, you and I work to build everything we have together. That's the foresight to see it. You know what I'm saying? Through, the yep. stewardship Putting to in work, that work together. Put in the work. <laughs> Okay. You know what I'm saying? Commitment yeah. to the growth of people. Yes. Commitment I've been to the committed growth of our to marriage. your growth. You've been committed to my growth. I've been That's committed to growing a baby in your stomach. Um <laughs> and building a community. Here we That's are. That's what we're season gonna do. Five. Season, building a community season of Ellison. And we still talking yes. about more babies. Building a community of <laughs> I this was these ten principles of servant leadership. That was I think dope. That, um, I really, really like that. Yes. I really, really like that. Yep. 
All right. So I hope y'all wrote those down because we're about to go into listener letters. So yes. before we go into listener letters, please let us take this break real quick, mm-hmm. pay some bills, and we'll be right back with Kay's favorite part of the show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot deadass. You may be aware that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs, classic clogs, and sandals have both covered. When I'm talking about style, I mean personal style. There are just so many colors and so many gibbet charms that you can add to the Crocs to make them unique. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood, to match your personality, to fit the occasion, and you can change them up day to day. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now, let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than Crocs, clogs, and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here... They're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushion. That's right. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because the media represents how people view us. And it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people. That is a fact. And the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Schmurter to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. 
In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. I bet we're back. Episode we one, back. Kay's favorite part of the show. Y'all already know. I wonder, have y'all been writing into listener letters? I hope y'all don't forget to do that because I don't see all my DMs. Y'all be asking me all this advice in the DMs and I just can't do it all there. So make sure you email us. But anyway. Also, while we have you here about the DMs, part of the reason why I don't answer my DMs is because you know they've been hacking people lately, right? That is a fact. And it's now, even with hacking, they don't even have to have you click. If you open up the wrong DM... They can get your profile. Mm. So I'm sorry, but until they get the hacking stuff out of it, I'm not going to be answering random people that I don't know. Okay. That's just the bottom line. Period. Poop. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Number one, I am 20, I'm a 27 year old woman living in Los Angeles and struggling with finding my happiness purpose in life or mm -hmm. happiness slash purpose in life. Meanwhile, my boyfriend seems to have his life all figured out like DeVal. <laughs> Sis, I know the feeling. I've been great with saving money and just working my life away. But on the other hand, I have family members asking to borrow money and it's really taking a toll on me mentally. Mm. I feel like I have to, I have the obligation to do so because it's family. Mm. I want to put a stop to it without hurting their feelings. I've given certain family members 10 plus thousands Sheesh. of dollars. Sheesh. 27? Oh, sis. What you do for a living? That's, how do you how do you think I well, how do you think I can continue to help my family but also focus on my purpose by saying no? <laughs> help your family by saying After no. We just talked about giving and serving, but I mean nah, within son. reason, sis. No, now you just becoming a crutch. Mm -hmm. Like now, and, and the thing is, you're enabling. Once you start enabling yeah. people, now they feel like you know I don't have to work as hard because. She got me. Yeah. No Say one, no. You don't want to be an enabler, babe. And you're 27. You haven't even gotten into like the precipice of your life. Right. Like you, you like you just is the be the beginning. And you're talking about it's your boyfriend having all his stuff figured out. That may be in part because he's focusing on himself when you seem to be focusing on so many other people. That's a good point. At the same time, I remember we talked about being the complete self. So even First, if yes, yeah, even yes. if you're not necessarily saying you have a boyfriend, but you're not looking towards marriage right now or whatever down the line, um, an incomplete person is not going to be of service to anybody no 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 okay? no and not yourself no. first and foremost so sis say no to them people you're gonna have to say no after a while babe L listen take my take my advice okay i played four years in the nfl i made a lot of money from the age of 20 22 to 26 during that time i said yes to a lot of people and mm -hmm. i didn't want to hurt people's feelings it got to a point where 
I couldn't help anymore because I didn't have it. And the first time I said no to those people, their feelings got hurt. And when my life wasn't where I wanted to be, nobody mm-hmm. cared. So that is a fact. Listen. And now we've moved and we got people like, hey, we're going to come visit. And we're like, nope. Keep yo, that same energy. We spent ten years in <laughs> Yo, we spent ten years in Brooklyn. This is another thing too. Yeah, That's I'm gonna another laugh. Thing. We spent ten years in Brooklyn in that apartment, which was a great apartment. Shout out to my nanny who gave us that apartment. Yes. But people never came to see us. Nobody came to see us. People didn't want to come see us. Maybe my brother and sister, my mom, and my a brother. And that was it. That was about <laughs> it. Like we didn't get a lot of visitors we to that apartment. We didn't get a lot of visitors at all. Which which I which I get. No one wants to see an apartment. Right. But but I we also realize is that your your life can be an inspiration to people. Mm-hmm. Right? I get that. But what Kadeen said, if you're not whole and where you are and you're constantly giving to people, your cup can be empty. And when your cup is empty, you know who that affects? You. Mm-hmm. And then when you're feeling um, unwanted or, or unneeded because you've given to everyone else and mm-hmm. you're feeling like unappreciated right. and taken or for granted. Or would it be reciprocated if the shoe was on the other foot and you needed help, sis? And nine times out of ten, it can never be reciprocated because they just can't. Not because they don't want to, mm-hmm. but because they can't. They can't. Yeah. So you have to be able to teach them. If you really want to help your family, teach them how to exist in a life where they don't have to rely on you so that they can be better versions of themselves. Just yes. by giving them stuff, you're not really helping them, really. You're just becoming a crutch. So there you go. that's my advice. Good luck to you, boo. You want to yes. read the next one or you want me to read it? This one, this one long. Let me see this. Um, <laughs> oh, she, she gave a name. name. She put her name. So okay. I'm going to shout her out there. Tiana Cobb. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, my name is Tiana Cobb, and first I'd like to start by saying I've been a supporter for you and your beautiful wife for quite a few years now. Thank you, I'm sis. I'm emailing you to see if you could give me some insight on how to help my fiancé. My fiancé, uh, Hadi, I hope it's, I think it's that saying, Hadi Muhammad is literally heaven sent. Aww. Okay, all right. He has helped and supported myself, his parents, his family, friends, etc., in more ways than I could ever express with our businesses for years. So much to the point where I've realized he does so he does such a great job at helping everyone else or whatever it is their goals are, great or small, with no hesitation. However, I want to be able to reciprocate that undeniable love and devotion, support for his goals and dreams. You go, girl. <laughs> you go, girl. Tiana Cobb. I hope I'm saying your name there, Tiana Cobb. Um, his dream is to become an actor of some sort. He is very talented. Sometimes to the point I even get annoyed by the characters he's imitated or he imitates on a regular basis. I want to help uh, him get to the level of success and exposure I know he is destined for. I want to be as efficient as possible when it comes to to do so. Um, Who do I talk to? Best people to trust is to take... Best people to trust to take to the road. I'm not even sure if you could help guide me in the right direction, but I thought writing to you could at least get me started. Okay. Shout out to y'all too for building together. That's nice. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And being invested in her wanting to reciprocate somehow and seeing how she can be of help or service to him. Well, I know how I helped this actor over here sitting next to me in the very beginning. Think about how many auditions we did together since the apartment days. Bruh. I was always his reader. He's been my reader. We're just reading for each other for all these different roles and it was just, it's been a long road, but. You know, you were always honest. When yeah. You thought something, even before acting, when I was doing color yeah. commentary and I was mm-hmm. on TV and you were just like, bro, why you sound like that, bro? <laughs> That's like, yeah, why did you just shout I you out? I was like, like, son, voice <laughs> and diction, maybe? No? She was like, say the end right. of your words. It's not ass. Axe is ask. I said axe? Yeah, axe. I axe. I'm from Brooklyn, so I say axe. It is what it is. <laughs> but um, no, um, I, I say the best way, and this is for any beginning artist um is to first be your own advocate 
Um, I was just talking to Trouble about this. If you're really an, an artist, an actor, you need to create the content that you want to see yourself as on the big screen. Mm -hmm. Create it first. Write it. Learn how to write. Mm -hmm. Film it. Do this stuff for yourself. And then try to pitch as much as possible. Um, if not, if you can't pitch it, um, it's hard out here these days, especially during COVID, to get you know, in-face relationships or conversations mm -hmm. with casting directors or producers. But if you have access to any, email them. Email them your headshot, your resume, what you've been doing. Mm -hmm. Keep in contact with them. Take acting classes. These are things that you can do to help move the process forward. Yeah. And hopefully you can build relationships with people throughout, you know, throughout that journey so that as they begin to grow in the industry, they can bring you along. Yeah. That's what I did. All the people that I'm working with now, um, Salvin Naeem, for example. Shout out to Slick. Shout out to Slick. He was a rapper who said... He was wanna... on last season. He, oh, he was on last season. Yes. He was a rapper in Brooklyn. He was about 24 years old. I was just mm -hmm. like, yo, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my own music video. Now he's directing BMF, um, Queen Latifah show. Equalizer. Um, the Equalizer. Netflix, uh, Power, it's Bruno Power, um, yeah. Emmy nominated for... Snowfall. Snowfall. Like, like, yeah. And, and we started together. And I didn't look up to say somebody just choose me. I mm -hmm. worked with people who were working like me and we built together. So that's find some creatives just like yourself. Yeah. Whether it's and utilize what you writers. have, social media. Yeah. Like that's kind of how we also got exposure was just social media. using our social media. Creating and content. Yeah, leveraging our platforms around us. So. And partner with people who are grinding just like you. And yeah. as they move up, you'll move up. That's the best advice I can give and you. And you better support your man, sis. I love yes. that. Build together. And drop it on All demand. Right. Drop like it on demand. K that does. always helps to relieve a little stress. Okay. And if that you'd like to be. And the gawk gawk. <laughs> Y'all know what the gawk gawk is? We might. We might. No, <laughs> it might be a little too early in the season for now. Okay. <laughs> we'll see if we can get to explaining what that is. <laughs> But if you'd like to be featured as one of our listener letters, email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. Yes, that's D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. Baby! What's up? What's your moment of truth? Moment of truth. I'm going to go back to my little cheat sheet here, you know? Go ahead, cheat. Um, and talking about how you use your gifts to give back, right? So we talked about purpose. We talked about the things that are the, the, the things that are given to us or the things that we have innate within us that then allow us to be of service to others, right? So here's uh, four quick things that I think you can do to use your gifts to give back. Find your passion, okay? okay? So when you can put love into your service, you'll care about it more. You put love and passion into your relationship or your marriage. I like that. The love just is bubbling over. It just gawks. <laughs> <laughs> the love gawks. Yes. <laughs> Give your time. Time is the greatest gift that any of us have been yes. given and the most valuable gift that we can give can't get it back invest the time mm -hmm. where you and, and make the time sometimes you have to make the time absolutely and chances are you're absolutely. making time for the things that you really want to do and that one of those things should be being of service to absolutely. your spouse you know be proactive not reactive don't wait to give back someone needs what you have don't wait till they ask find where your gifts are needed and go there that goes back to listening for me. Yeah, it's got to listen, yeah. Listening to the spouse and seeing what they need and, and anticipating that ahead of time, mm -hmm. right? To get rid of or to, to prevent the, the selfish, you know, I'm just giving just mm -hmm. to give and this is what I can give in that moment and you're just going to take it. Let me give you what you need because you want that. And be humble. Have a heart of humility when you serve. Serve to lift others up. 
I like that. That was a long that was a moment lot. That was a long moment of truth, You know what bro. I mean? That I was saving a little bit for y'all. You know what I mean? But I think it was a little blurb that I didn't get to get in during the meat of the show, but I felt like it was still a nice way to recap the conversation. Um, I have what a very, I have a, I have a show, because you took up a lot of time there. My bad. Um, yeah, it's, it's very simple for me. <laughs> um, if you really want to enjoy your marriage and have it last, do not be afraid of being of service because the outside people may view you differently. Mm. That's pretty much it. A lot yeah. of times people are afraid to be of service because they don't want to be called a simp mm -hmm. or be called submissive. So mm -hmm. you're ultimately serving other people outside of your marriage. And not serving And not your serving spouse. your spouse. That's my moment of truth. Focus on the person you lay down with every night and wake up to every morning and not everybody else's ideas of what you should be as a spouse. That is a fact. I yes. love that one. Yes. Love it. Yes. All right. Well, y'all know where to find us at this point, right? At this point, you should know where to find us. Be yes. sure to follow us on social media at Dead Ass the Podcast. And you can find me, Kadeen I am. And I am Deval. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. All of them. Rate, review, subscribe. There's three, three things to do. Yes. Oh, and one more. Tell your friend. Tell your to friend. tell a friend. That's, that's four. And tell your grandma. Well, I don't know if grandma's listening to us. Do you think grandma's listening nah, to us? Nah, grandma's listening to us. I just found out. Did you? I just found out. Yes. Um, shout out to Michelle Sneed over at Tyler Perry Studios. Her mom listens oh, to nice. us. She's I don't want to give her age, but she would be considered Hi, grandma. Mom. And she saw me on Good Morning America mm -hmm. for the children's book. Started listening to the podcast. And you better plug your children's book. Have y'all? Yes. The Ellis is in the go. time machine. Shout out. Ellis in the time machine. Why do we have to say Black Lives Matter? Number one bestseller. My baby's been yes. out here doing press, okay? A little baby doing a little On press. the book. And shout out to everyone who's purchased and tagged us in videos of their children reading and holding the book. I love to see it. You so, man, you so fine when you talking about me. Listen. Shoot, you, we just got a new mattress. I'm about to go break it in, y'all. We'll be back next week. I'll see y'all. That note. Deadass. <laughs> Deadass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Deadass the Podcast and never miss a thing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now.
You know that I feel like it's important to express yourself. You got to put your true self out there. And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do that. That's right. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know it doesn't get any more comfortable than the Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They are just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit Crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. One at Flatiron Plaza in New York City and one at Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's a perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free for everyone and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. 